This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring your questions about Oklahoma. I'm Claire Donnelly. When Bruce Fisher was growing up in Oklahoma, his family took vacations about every other year. We'd go to the Grand Canyon and those kind of places, and and uh, and we didn't. I didn't know why my parents did not vacation in the southern part of the United States. It was the early 1960s and segregation was still going on. Fisher is black and says his family had to be careful about where they stopped. Many places didn't allow African-American customers. My dad uh, was getting low on gasoline and he saw a filling station and it stopped at the filling station. And the, and the, 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 the owner, the proprietor of the filling station, um, was willing to, to provide gasoline but not let us use the restroom. And so my dad, you know, got back in the car and said, well, you know, you'll find someplace else. Road trips during segregation could be dangerous if you weren't white. Black travelers often drove all night to avoid stopping in unfamiliar cities. In 1936, a New York man named Victor Green and his wife Alma published a guide for African-American motorists called The Green Book. It listed businesses like restaurants and hotels that didn't discriminate. You may have heard about the Green Book from the recent movie, but KGOU listener Lushana Simmons started researching it a while ago after reading an article online. Long before the movie uh, Green Book came out, I found a copy online of, and somebody had digitally archived a, a copy of a Green Book. I mean, nowadays we kind of take it for granted that we can stop wherever we want if we need a hotel or a restaurant or, or gas station or whatever we need. And if you were African-American, you couldn't always do that. Simmons also noticed Oklahoma had some entries. So she asked how curious. Are any of Oklahoma City's Green Book businesses still around? Oklahoma first appeared in the Green Book in 1939, three years after the first publication. By my count, 39 Oklahoma City businesses were listed through 1962. Many were clustered on the 300 block of Northeast 2nd Street, also known as Deep Deuce. Bruce Fisher, from before, has fond memories of the area. My father used to bring me down to the Golden Oaks Barbershop to get my hair cut. And uh, I was probably in third grade, fourth grade, something like that. And uh, uh, Jack Moore was my, was my barber. You know, how I remember that, I don't know. Deep Deuce was the center of life for Oklahoma City's African-American community from the early 1900s to the late 1950s. Anything you needed, lawyers' offices, dentists' offices, just anything you needed, uh, you could get it here on 2nd Street. And it would be a constant hub of activity all day and, and late into the night. At night, people flocked to nightclubs, bars, dance halls, and theaters to see musicians like Charlie Christian and Jimmy Rushing perform. And I may be wrong, but I won't be wrong always. And I may be wrong, but I won't be wrong always. Anita Arnold directs Oklahoma City's Black Liberated Arts Center. She's also written a book on Oklahoma City music. Arnold grew up in the Oklahoma countryside and moved to the city when she was 13. She was impressed. Oh, I had hit the big, big lights. I had never seen anything like it. The only lights we had out there on the farm were the stars at night. <laughs> or big and bright, they were. You could see them. But the lights were so bright in the city, you know, you wonder where the stars disappeared to. As a senior in high school, Arnold worked at the soda fountain in Randolph Drugstore on 2nd Street. Making malts and milkshakes and, you know, sundaes and stuff like that. Some of the interesting people that I talked to, I didn't know they were famous. 
like this one guy who would sit at the counter. He asked Arnold where she was going to go to college, and she said she decided on Howard University in Washington, D.C. He said, oh, uh, well, okay, that's nice. You, sh you should uh, finish college, you know, go on to college and finish. And so every so often I would get this card in the mail and it would have like a $2 bill in it and saying, best wishes, Jack. It was not until I started writing after, what, 40 years later, that I said, that was Jack Washington. Jack Washington, a jazz saxophonist who played in the Count Basie Orchestra. For her book, Arnold interviewed former state representative Freddie Williams, who talked about Slaughter's Hall, a club in the same building as the drugstore. She said they had so much fun, they liked to dance the planks off the floor. Yeah, and I thought, and I was working down there, and I never knew. <laughs> and all that was going on up, up on the third floor, I think it was. Now, back to the Green Book. Neither Arnold nor Fisher remembers their family using it, but they do recognize the Oklahoma City businesses. There's Randolph Drugstore, where Arnold worked, and the Golden Oaks Barbershop, where Fisher got his haircut. If they got to Deep Deuce, I figure that they could explore and find whatever they wanted right there, because at that time, you know, if there was anything you wanted to do, it was on Deep Deuce. These days, there's little left of the original neighborhood, but you can still see a handful of Oklahoma City's Green Book places. One red brick building on Northeast 2nd used to be Ruby's Grill, a popular restaurant and concert spot. Another building on Northeast 23rd Street used to be Luster's Modern Motel. It's now called Deluxe Inn. And on North Central Street, you can see what used to be the Little Page Hotel, home to the jazz band, The Blue Devils. The name Little Page is still up at the top of the building, you know, down on 2nd Street. But uh, that's now, it has changed businesses a couple of times. KGOU listener Lushana Simmons says she's intrigued by these places and doesn't want Deep Deuce history to be forgotten. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that some of the, you know, the, the energy that's been in Oklahoma City for revitalizing everything, you know, I hope it makes its way over there and, and you know, they can start using some of those buildings again and remember the history, too. That's it for this episode of How Curious. You can find a full list and a map of Oklahoma City's Green Book businesses on our website, kgou.org. And we want to hear from you. Did you use the Green Book or work at a Green Book business? Email curious at kgou.org. The show is a production of KGOU Radio. It's produced by me, Claire Donnelly. This episode was edited by Caroline Halter. David Gray composed our theme music. Special thanks this week to Frank Norris.